That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. In today's segment, what I want to highlight is the United States Department of Education and my belief and my desire that it be completely dismantled, completely abolished like today. <laughs> so let's start off with this story and then, and then I'll jump into some other things. But check this out here. This is happening in Baltimore. This is coming from The Blaze and this is from Phil Shiver. And it's dated April 1st of 2022. Baltimore parents Sioux City after student graduates high school not being able to read. And then they also have extremely low GPAs. This isn't isolated to Baltimore. This is a very common story. And it's been something that's been slowly happening over decades. If you have a system put in place that not only, not only is not working, but no one seems to be even trying to fix it, the conclusion is that this is what the desired result actually is. I mean, what else can you can you conclude? You can't you can't believe that it's probable that this many people over this many decades have just all been this inept. And we're a first world country. We rank like 14th in education across the world. <clears throat> just 14. Just 14th. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Right, we're not even in the top five, and with the amount of money that we spend and we throw, you would you would think that there would be a different result. So I've concluded that this must be the desired result. You want to dumb down our populace. You want them. You want them uneducated because an uneducated mind is easier to manipulate. It's it's quicker to emotion, and they're more reliant. They would be more reliant upon a centralized government. Because without the education, without the skills, they couldn't leverage that in order to get a decent wage. So then you start talking about things like living wage and all this kind of stuff after you've created the problem. You don't want independent, autonomous, self-reliant citizens, obviously. And this is happening on the Demolition Party watch as well as the Republican Party watch. This has been over decades. Demolition Party is still, they're the party of evil for sure, but Republicans haven't done anything to stop this as well. So we just, the centralized government needs to be decentralized, just like the constitution says. Anyway, let's jump into this. Let's do some details. Let's, let's, let's offer some details here. Earlier this year, local news outlet WBFF-TV highlighted the story of a woman who graduated from the Baltimore City public school system without being able to read. The outlet also found a whopping 77% of high schoolers at one area high school were reading at an elementary level. Another report discovered that in the past year, 41% of the high school students earned below a 1.0 grade point average. Now understand, in order to, to earn that type of grade point average, it means that you just didn't even do school. Maybe you showed up to socialize or something like that. But the issue is, and I, and I said it before, this isn't something where like this Baltimore high school just all of a sudden just turned on a dime. Like they had, you know, everybody performing high scholastically, then all of a sudden, you know, COVID hit and then everything started to change. Like, no, this has been a trend downward for a very, very long time. And the Department of Education does not care because the Department of Education's job is obviously to ensure that this happens. 
obviously, unless you, once again, unless you believe it's probable that this many people, think all the people changing, coming and going over decades, they all were inept, really? And that's not to say that there aren't people within the system who, who recognize this and want to do something about it, but the system itself is too far gone. It can't be saved. It needs to just be dismantled. We need to decentralize the educational system and it needs to be localized, county to county. Everybody will win. It needs to be made free market where there's choice so that, because without choice, you actually don't have liberty. You don't have freedom without choice. And which is why that, you know, the, the teachers unions don't want you to have school choice. What they, so what they're saying is we don't want you to have freedom, right? We want you to only have to deal with us. And even though we're doing a poor job, it doesn't matter. We don't want to lose power. If you don't choose us, we lose power. And so we can't give you options because we know our, our way actually sucks. So if you had an option, we know that like, like if you have, if you give somebody a choice between clean water and dirty water, most likely, more oftentimes than not, <laughs> you'll still have some crazy people, but people are going to choose clean water. And so school choice is clean water. And the teachers unions and Department of Education don't want you to have that choice. They want you to go through their system so that they can do this to your children, so that they can have your children dumb and therefore reliant on a centralized power that only cares about centralized power. It's not like they're gaining this power so they can be benevolent and help people out. They're gaining it so they can just have power. That's all they want. That's it. And they're doing it on, on, on the backs of your children. <clears throat> my children have never been in public school. It pisses me off that my tax money is still being taken. My kids have never been in public school because my experience with public school was not good. I, I saw it from, from a student perspective. Even though I was young, I knew that, that it was all BS and that the school was not there to actually educate me. I figured that out in high school. I figured it out real quick. So there's this couple that is, that is bringing litigation to the school and they're doing it because they don't feel like there's any other recourse. And I would agree, this is the only thing that, that, that people really understand. Now, I would like to, to see it abolished. Like tomorrow, I know how unrealistic that is because people are so, they're so deep in this system that they can't even fathom that there's a better way. And so they're not even going to try until they get affected, until it reaches their doorstep. And so I know that this isn't, this isn't you know, probable, but it's my hope that people wake up tomorrow and just go, yep, it can't be saved. Take it off life support. It's, it just needs to go. And we would literally have a better system and our children would be better educated. Teachers would be better paid. It would be better for everyone across the board. We'd have more educational, um, educational modes out there that are gonna accommodate more children because you understand what the Department of Education is just this industrialized assembly line. And if your kids don't fit into that box, they give them ADHD medicine or they put them in this you know, trailer class you know, off campus or something like that, right? They try to force your kid to fit their little box where the educational system should be fitting a kid. You can't have, there's no, there's no human being that's standard. So to have standardized this and that and this and that and that and this, you're already setting the child up. If they don't fit into that box, fit into that standard, they're being made to feel like it's something wrong with them. And so if you, if you completely dismantled the Department of Education and you went local and then you went free market, you would have 
very, very intelligent people with educational ideas that, that can now be put into place. And then the ones that, that yield the best results, because in free market capitalism, you have to produce value, those would rise to the top. And everybody would win. Like I said, teachers would make more money, your children would get better educated. There would be um, newer and more dynamic ways to educate children. And then the ones that worked would rise to the top and the ones that didn't would go would fall to the wayside. Boom. But no, in our Department of Education, they keep implementing things that obviously don't work and they just keep throwing money at it. And that's, the, that's, the, that's why the Department of Education is socialist. Because in a socialist system, you don't have to produce value in order to exist. And if you don't have to produce value, if you're not incentivized to produce value in order to, to exist, what inevitably happens is the value drops. That's the way that works. It's another main reason why socialism just doesn't work. I, I, I know you guys are, you know, with all your all, all, you know, altruism, like everybody deserves to be helped. I just want to help everybody. Okay, cool. But it has to be something that incentivizes people to help themselves. It has to be a system that incentivizes people to produce value. If you want to have value, that's the way that works. So there's this couple of uh, the Pattersons and, um, Here's, here's, here's what they're doing. In a recent interview with the Daily Signal, the Patterson said, there's really no other recourse a citizen in Baltimore could take. We don't elect our school board, so there's no way we could both be appointed members of the school board. There's nothing that people can really do outside of a lawsuit to affect change or request access into the inner workings of what's going on in Baltimore. And I commend them on it. You know, at least they're, they're fighting back, they're trying to do something. But understand, this system, is is done it just is and i'm what i like about this suit is that at least they're bringing more attention because this is something that has been known for a long time and people get distracted by climate alarmism and then of course they got distracted by COVID, and now they're being distracted by ukraine and russia like people are kept off balance and distracted on a regular basis and that's the mainstream media's job is to keep you off balance and then if you couple that with a dumber population it, it, it you know what i find interesting is in order for these people because this country was founded on on power for the people by the people so in order for these people to centralize power, they have to take it from the people or get them to willingly give it up. And the methods that they use in order to accomplish this weaken the entire country. And so I've always found this ironic is that you, you have to, you know, you have to destroy the foundation of this country in order to rule over it, but it's just going to collapse because it takes strength for a country to prosper. It takes ingenuity. It takes self-motivated self individuals who believe that they can pursue happiness here under their own steam and they can forge their dreams with their hands. And as long as they don't infringe on somebody else's race, they can do whatever it is that they want. That's what this country was founded on. They're, they've been systematically dismantling that since our country's inception because, because that, that whole experiment posed a problem to people who wanted to rule and people who just wanted power. They don't want it in the hands of the people. They don't believe that it should be in the hands of the people because they believe that we're subhuman. It should be in their hands. They're the elites. This is not new. 
This has been common throughout human civilization. There's just always a small group of people who believe that they were born to rule and everybody else is born to follow. <laughs> born to be slaves, born to just do what they say. And so America was different in that regard. And so that's why they want to keep the population dumb. That's why they want everybody on welfare. They want everybody on the government tent because if they are, then then the government can then use that as leverage to make them do whatever it is they want them to do. But what's interesting is that you have to either, you know, let's say you take the outliers that are self-motivated and strong, you either have to kill them off because you're never going to break them. You're going to have to dumb down and weaken these other people where now they become emotionally compromised. And we see this happening already. All these people that they're emotionally weak. They cry the drop of a hat. They claim they have PTSD when, and I'm talking about adults, not children. They claim to have PTSD after somebody says something bad about them. They believe speech is violence. Their, their, their knowledge of history is, is just completely perverted. They have no idea how the world works. They don't know how civics works. I don't know if they just missed that, missed their civics class or what. They don't understand socialism, communism, Marxism, capitalism. They don't understand any of it. They're completely off. They don't understand how the climate works. They're just being lied to and they just follow it. Right, And they've been systematically dumbed down, systematically incentivized to be a victim and to blame someone else. They've been encouraged to be narcissists and just it's all about them and pleasing them and them and them and them and them and me and me and me and me. And so we see the results of that. And a big part, a big contributor of that is going to be the Department of Education. So here, check this out. So this is coming from data blog, facts, facts are sacred. And I was running a search to see where the world ranked. And even though this is from 2010, it's consistent with the information I found um, from 2015, consistent with the information that I found re uh, recently. Um, this just, it actually offered a chart. Some of the things didn't really offer a chart. So I just want you to see this. This is coming from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD. And so it shows all of the rankings here from reading, maths, and science. And what you have is you can see here at the bottom, the US and where they rank and they're 14th. And so you can see the 13 people that are above them, Iceland, Poland, Switzerland, Estonia, Norway, Belgium, Netherlands, Australia, Japan, New Zealand, Canada, Finland, and South Korea is at the top for reading, math, and science. South Korea is the first. So with everything that we do, keep this in mind, we're ranked 14th. With everything that we do with our schools, because now we have this here, this is the average public school spending per student. And this is updated via 2022. New York is the most, and it was last time I checked, they're actually spending more now. The state with the highest average student spending is New York with 38,270 spent per student. And this is a really cool, chart here, and I'll include this link um, in the description section where I can, but you can just wave your mouse over and see. There's Washington, Oregon, California's at 16,000, looking at Nevada at 15,000, right? You can go and look at all the stuff. Alaska, 25,000 for Alaska. Texas at 12,000 right here. Where's Florida? Florida's at 14,000. You just go through and check it out. Illinois is at 18,000. And I think it has the average I thought it had an average here. Yeah, so 
right here on the lower right side, the average spending per student is 15,753. And so my question is this, and this is all, understand, this is taxpayer money. Government doesn't generate revenue. <laughs> this is taxpayer money. So my question is this, why can't you just give that money to the families and then let them handle the education? Now, I don't believe that the taxes should be taken for that period. I think it should be localized and then who, who's ever in that local county, that county can come together and decide how we're gonna educate our children, but we're all then going to be basically subject to what we actually do, which is necessary. You have, you have to have consequences for actions in order to incentivize better decisions. So like me, I'm in Placer County. Placer County could take care of Placer County and Placer County residents who have an invested interest in Placer County since the residents could take care of the education of their children. We can, we can build our own schools. We can take care of our own roads, all those kind of things. We don't need some centralized government that's thousands of miles away dictating to us how we, how we should live. That's the issue with centralized power. Is that how can you do that? Let's say you have a leader who, let's say I'm in California, say you have Governor Newsom. He doesn't live in Placer County. What's his incentive to make decisions that are best for Placer County? He, he doesn't live here. So if he, if, he, if he gets it wrong, he's not gonna be subject to the repercussions. We are. And he's using our money to screw us over. Or let's say that, that, that he's not a despicable human being, which he is. How, how can he effectively govern such a large geographical area? How can he do it? The, if from the Sierras to SoCal, our climate is different, our economies are different. How, how can he possibly do that? Wouldn't it be better for him to leave it in our hands? SoCal knows how best to take care of SoCal, so they should handle that. Sierras knows, they know how best how to take care of Sierras. So let them do that. It'd be really, really easy. But that's me, I told you I want to dismantle the Department of Education. But like, let's say that we keep it going. If they're spending an average of 15,000 on each student, and let's say I have two children, that'd be $30,000 a year. <laughs> Why don't you just give me that money? Why don't you just give it to me? I'll, I'll handle my kids' education with that. I can put some away for college. That I, can make, I can send them to the best private schools. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> right? You don't even have to, you know what? Instead of, instead of 30,000, I'll even cut you guys a break. Save 10,000, give me 20. So instead of 15 per, per kid, give me 10 per kid. Don't you think that would go a long way? I want you to understand how silly this is. They're spending, in, our government is spending an average of 15,000 per student in every state of this union. And we're ranked 14th. And we have schools where, where high school seniors are graduating, not being able to read, or reading at elementary school levels. And this is something that's been going on for a very long time. Maybe it's just not happening to you. Maybe it's not happening to your kids personally and so you just didn't know. But when it's happening to you, you definitely know. I knew it was crazy. This doesn't take long to do this research. Doesn't that make sense? Or how does it make sense? Let's go that way. How does it make sense that we're spending an average of 15,000 per, per kid? Then they talk about like up in budgets and whatnot. The issue is not the money that's spent on these children. Can you, can you see that? 
this is an average. That means inner city kids too, where they talk about, oh, well, you know, it's the school budgets. Is it the school budgets if an average of 15,000? Is it? That mean in, in Baltimore, where this, where this girl graduated not being able to read, average, she was getting 15,000. They were getting paid 15,000 to ensure that she didn't know how to read. You know what? At some time, at some point, the truth is going to slap you in the face and you're going to have to face it. I know you don't want to, but you're going to have to wake up and face it. And when that happens, you're going to have to be strong. You're going to be strong enough, strong enough to take this country back. You're going to be strong enough to advocate for yourself and your children. You're going to have to be strong enough to advocate for reality and stop letting the, the, these mentally ill people take over the asylum you have to stop letting these, these despicable human beings who don't care about you continue to lie to you, continue to promise and not, not pull through, continue to up your taxes, continue to make your life worse when they're telling you they can do a better job at living your life than you, and obviously they cannot. We are in America. Go read the Constitution again. Go look at the Bill of Rights. They made sure that, that you didn't know these things so that when they come to take your rights, you don't even, you didn't even know that it was something that they were taking from you. This is the, this is the whole point. <laughs> Do you understand? This is the point. What they fear are people like me who know their rights, who are strong enough to stand their ground. People like me, they send the dumb people after. They send the useful idiots after me. They weaponize them. They send them against me as if there's something wrong with me. Now all of a sudden I'm racist, xenophobic, homophobic, transphobic. Now I'm all these things. I'm a white supremacist supporter. Now I'm all of these things. You understand? These are the tactics of people who don't have power. They use this, these types of manipulation. But people like me, they're the ones, we're the ones that they fear the most. They don't want us to spread. Because if we spread, we're going to pull us back to where we should have been. And that's American patriots for the people, by the people. Come on now, wake up, turn that light on. Turn that light on right now.